What's up, everybody? And yeah, just wrapped up the watch along. We're finally back in the wind column. I got Lucci with me, and my god, man, nothing like stress first thing on a Sunday morning. <laughs> 6 30 Sunday morning, and we decide to play like crap. Oh, man, we're gonna uh tackle this one. Um, uh, there's an ongoing running joke with the watch alongs that every time we say Coco Melon, which came up as a joke through James Lapierre, they seem to score and sure as shit. Rugani with the winner, hell of a finish from Rugani. Great, uh, I will say that. Vlaovic with the flick onto the back post. Vlaovic had himself a game, everybody. We will tackle that. We'll talk about the performance. We'll talk about uh, Alcarez, who saw some minutes finally get in there. This thing had to be a win. Um, I know it's not the way we want to see the win come, but Jesus, we needed that bad, desperately. Desperately needed to see those three points. The team fought through to the end, got it done. I still think there's... Some positives and some ongoing trends that are coming out of this game that we will obviously tackle and talk about uh, right now. All right. Now, uh, first off, I didn't get a chance to do it during the watch along. Um, it's 3.30 in the morning, so my head's not always right on point where it needs to be. Okay. But we put the post out yesterday. Um, there's a member within our community, Enrico, who's a part of the... Um, Toronto official fan club he tragically lost his son in a car accident last week um, while he was on uh, some type of road trip and everything so uh, our deepest sympathies condolences thoughts and prayers go out to Enrico and his family all right and we thank everybody for all uh, the loving messages and support through uh, Twitter and Instagram and everything. All right. So uh, it's been uh, a great outpouring of uh, support and everything for him. And uh, I'm sure he's uh, thankful for that anyways, but uh, a sad, sad uh, moment that we always, uh, you know, still just want to show him that we are uh, all humans. We're all family. We can be on different sides of opinions through the club and everything, but uh, we are family and bonded uh, through the love and passion for Juventus. So thoughts and prayers to you, Enrico, and your family. All right. Now, we get to this game, the starting lineup. The starting lineup kind of agitated me right off the bat because mm -hmm. I felt like we should have just seen a subtle change, just a subtle change, just in playing Alcaraz. You were, it was hinted all week, all this and everything. And I can understand being robust against Frozenona, who is a smaller side, okay? But I, I just still think you have to look for a solution. You have to look for some alternatives. You have to look to step it up. That's been my one criticism of Max. Because I think that the heat he's taken is a little too much. And I've said that lately, and I think it's because of the lack of profiles, the lack yeah. of certain characteristics. and But I do think like Kostic should not be starting as much as he does. The left side has needed to find an answer. Mm. And ultimately, 
Alcarez was kind of, was he not supposed to be kind of this guy to make up for, you know, a guy like Fajoli not being available, somebody that can kind of help the offensive push and support out of the midfield. So try it. Just, just try it. Like for me, I would have had McKenney at right wing back. I would have had Cambiasso as your left wing back. And I would have played Alcarez in the middle. Mm-hmm. And even that would have been just a subtle change that we could kind of go into. But of course, we see pretty standard Chesney. Thank Christ we didn't see Sandro start. I would have been really off my rocker at 3.30 in the morning. But you got Chesney. You've got uh, Gatti, Bremer, Rugani. You get Cambiasso, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Chiesa, Vlaovic. What were your thoughts on that lineup? Was it the same as me or... Yeah, I was the same as you because there was reports of, you know, 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, Alcaraz starting, this, that. And we again, we see the exact same thing as we always see. So I was a little frustrated to see that. But, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't fully surprised that he decided to go exactly what he usually does. So I was just hoping, like, like we needed the three points. So I was hoping we'd just get it done without any stress. And then, you know, we saw how that, how that went. Yeah. Yeah, so we get by, uh, obviously, uh, the lineup. We'll get to the game here. Incredible start for Juventus. Um, Absolutely incredible start for uh, Juve. We are uh, less than uh, three minutes in, and this is a long ball played forward by Gatti. And uh, lovely settle from McKenny. Quick touch in, and Vlaovic on the run, right foot. That's how you want to start off a game against a team that's been the worst in Serie A since December and conceding 31 goals since that stretch. That's how you want to kick things off. Vlaovic looked on. McKenny actually looked good this game. I will mm-hmm. say, like, he looked on from the get-go, okay? After that goal, yeah, it's just kind of like, I wouldn't say, like, a lull or anything but just kind of like okay we got the early lead you know let's try and control things and whatnot but whenever Frozenone was moving up we just looked shaky like we yes. looked shaky you know and this first goal this is Chidira's second goal of the season by the way for fuck's sake so we're letting scrubs get goals <laughs> on us okay embarrassing <laughs> our, our strength is supposed to be the defense and this <sighs> is something I've said over this stretch from the um and it was okay against Inter, to be honest, but not the best. But we've just looked shaky through mm-hmm. this whole stretch. And today, I would say we looked shaky at the back, too. Um, you know, like any time they come in, they we just we just look like we're we're not confident all of a sudden. Locatelli gets beat on the outside on this one, which I thought was way too easy. The mm-hmm. cross comes in. Cambiasso was originally marking this man. Chadira made like a half-turn run, lost him, and then he's free and clear. And we have three CBs standing there. Literally all three three of them. Just standing there. Nobody attacks the ball. Nobody got a read on that. Nobody decided, hey, I should go high or like anything. Like this guy gets a header. I saw shouts calling out Chesney on this to do better, but there's no chance. Like it's a free header in a money spot. 1-1 1-1 and I'm thinking oh my god you know Here like we go. <laughs> yeah like 14th minute it's 1-1 okay wake up like let's go let's get back at him 13 minutes later this goal has me even more pissed off actually I can get away with the first one the second one no chance man from end to end two fucking passes man 
and they go end to end on a throw in deep in their zone. Unacceptable. That's, that's just brutal, man. That's so piss poor. It's not even funny. Okay. But they do embrace Yanini of all fucking guys scores again. Okay. Or not again, but scores on us. Mm-hmm. Two one Frozenone at home. Absolutely must win game. 27 minutes, you're down 2 1. Alcarez comes in two minutes later, um, essentially right after this, because Rabio took a knock when uh, he and Bremer ran into each other on uh, a long throw in that uh, bobbled around that Bremer was trying to run in and volley. So Rabio leaves a pitch. Alcarez comes in. You almost immediately see what kind of difference can be made by somebody that has that attack-minded play. You can already see it. Trying to link up with forwards, trying to play one-twos, trying to drive the game. You could see it immediately. Not much after he tries a little one-two, the ball gets deep, it gets knocked out. It was a nice play. He found Chiesa one touch into Vlaovic, but he was too tight to Cero Fellini, and he ends up saving it. It gets out, cleared out. Cambiasso saves it. Cuts in. Slots it to McKenney. McKenney with a nice little touch inside to Vlaovic and Vlaovic with a beautiful finish, mm-hmm. man. That's a brace for Vlaovic in the first half. Absolutely money. Vlaovic was on. McKenney was on. That's his second assist in this game, okay, in that half. So these guys are money. We're back 2-2. We go into halftime, okay? We don't really put them too far under the rest of the first half. The second half, this is where it gets kind of interesting for me. And this is something I think we've seen down the stretch. I've been feeling a certain way. Like our second halves are just flat. Mm -hmm. They're not at the same kind of level. So I felt stronger about the performance in the first half in terms of creating, getting Adam asking questions of the defense. But the second half just felt really, really drab. And like the urgency wasn't there. The tempo wasn't nowhere where it needed to be. Like we should have came out and went for the kill like immediately. And we couldn't do that. And we didn't do that. And furthermore, it looked like the players didn't really share an understanding of what they wanted to do. Did we want to work one twos, get deep, then cross in? Or did we just want to settle for the cross and send bodies in? It was like everybody was kind of like playing a different game almost Mm -hmm. from one side to the other. It was strange. But what what did you think about the second half versus the first half? The first, at least, what, 35, 40 minutes, we didn't do anything. We just looked yeah. slow. We didn't look like we had any um, any urgency, any any drive to go and get that, that third goal, which is frustrating because that's this is a game you should win easily. You know, like, there's no way you should be giving up two goals in the first half. So yeah. it was a completely different start to the second half than it was the first. And um, it almost it almost cost us. You know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the coaching, if it's the players, if it's both at this point, we've seen the same thing far too many times over the past couple of years. It's, it's just not acceptable is what it is. I think, you know, and this, uh, I've been harping on this the entire time. It's a combination of both. Like you can't put this all on one guy. Like, I mean, but Alcaraz playing in there and I wanted to be specific about what I was saying when he came in, because I was on him a lot, like saying, look at this, like it makes a difference having that type of vision, that type of forward thinking 
it's different than what we're used to. It's not saying he's a world beater and that he's yeah. world-class or anything because he had struggles in this game too, made a lot of errant shots, but it's different. It's different than what we're seeing. He is definitely ahead of Miretti because Miretti so far is the only guy that has something close to that that's been attempted. In yeah. just this showing, I will say he's well ahead of Miretti because if Miretti was in that spot in that situation today, I don't think he does as well or better. So for me, it, it, like Alcaraz made a good, good difference uh, in this game. Um, as far as, you know, obviously we go through the highlight second half, very drab. We come down to the end. It's a fino a la fin. We had some whiffs in there. Yildiz came into the game. Yep. He whiffed on one. Okay. We're going to talk about the exchange with Chiesa in a little bit when we get to player performances. Okay. But Yildiz whiffed on one. Gatti tried to get over top of one. Couldn't do it. Vlaovic had a nice shot when Milik entered the game, laid one off to him, put it over, probably has to hit target there. Ultimately comes down to the last corner kick of the friggin' game. Illing Jr. delivers it. Flick on by Vlaovic back post. Rugani with a killer finish. I don't think he could do that one again if we asked him to, but I'll take it today because I didn't want to be pissed off on my Sunday, especially not at five in the morning. All right. So beautiful stuff there. We get the win. We needed it. And greasy, I don't care how you just needed the three points, but mm -hmm. we do have to talk about uh, overview in this game, like coaching players, everything. Max has his fair share of criticisms but the players and execution as well. We're going to talk about performances. Man of the match. Who's everyone got for their man of the match? For me, it's an easy decision here. Um, with two shot. Like, has to two be. Two goals assist, yep. Has to be two shot. There are probably another shout you can maybe make for Weston, whatever, but Dushan easily, by yep. far, man of the match. Mm-hmm. Federico Chiesa is taking a lot of heat from fans. And there are a lot that are kind of staying true to him, protecting him, whatnot, saying, no, no, it's this left wing. It's the second striker thing. I'm done with that bullshit. Because today also was a little sign of evidence of something that I've been fighting for, saying it's more so our midfield that needs to support him to get him further up, to push him mm -hmm. up on that last line of defense. He got several scenarios today, especially after Alcaraz joined, where the pressure needs to be more from the midfield to keep those guys forward and be able to have them run on against defenders. Kesa found himself in a few of those situations. Nothing came of it. For me, he ghosted a lot of this game. And his execution in the moments where he could have kind of shined through weren't really there. I don't think it was a, a very good showing for Federico Chiesa. How do you think, like, what's your thoughts on his performance and just him in, in general lately? Because a lot of the complaints have been about his body language as well. So what are your yeah, thoughts on it's been it's been a frustrating few months wa watching him. And, you know, like, the, the chemistry doesn't look there. The confidence doesn't look there. And again, like, he, he didn't play well today. But, I, like, how many times did he actually touch the ball? I can you probably count on one hand how many times he actually touched the ball. Oh, I'll tell you. Like, I'll you tell know, you like exactly it, what he had for uh, the, touches. And the but, thing uh, is, we notice a bit of a difference when you got Cambiasso on that left side compared to Kostic. 27 know, no, touches 
in, in 65 minutes. minutes. Yeah. That's not enough. No. No. Right? And and most of the touches are going to Dusan, which which makes sense because he's hot. Get him the ball. Let him let him have his chances. I get it. But you need to get Chiesa involved as well. He's like and, and everyone's saying that, you know, we want to sell him. My question is, it's like, okay, yeah, he's not playing well. He's got some issues with the coach. His body language doesn't look well. Same thing with Dusan last year. Let's not forget that. Now look at Dusan now. Secondly, you should be wanting to add to your top talents, not trying to sell them. We already don't have that many top talents and we're going to start selling one of our better players. To me, that doesn't make sense if we want to compete in Champions League and we want to compete for the Scudetto next year. You can't just start selling your best players, especially if they're not going to get your top value right now because he's not playing his best. We know he's worth more than what um, than what he's going to bring you in this summer. I, I was To me... I can't just you can't just give up on him just like that in my in my I, I was right there. I was right there thinking like, you know, we can't. Okay, there are signs there like I'm not buying into this positional thing. It's just not it's not right. If we fix the midfield, if we get that support there, we can push him forward. He's going to find himself in the same scenarios whether he's 4-3-3 or 3-5-2. It's a nonsense argument for me, okay? As far as position goes. This guy's got complete freedom freedom to attack space. That's all the game's about, okay? Creating space, attacking space. Um, but you have to have the players that can support these forwards. Yeah. As far as Chiesa goes, though, the, I don't like the flopping as much, the complaining. It's, it's so much more than that. You know, like... Vlaovic had a major shift before it was even performance. It was attitude. Mm -hmm. The first thing that shifted for him before he got 2024, where he's just lit it up. He's on 15 goals now all of a sudden, which feels like out of nowhere based on the first half of the season. The first thing that shifted with him was the clear signs of the attitude. And starting to urge his team on. Starting to tell them not not to worry when they make an errant pass and stuff like that. Fede's the opposite. Fede's throwing his arms up, blaming everything and everyone, seemingly. Other than just looking in the fucking mirror and being like, man, you just simply have to be one of our key guys. Yeah. You just simply have to do it. And... If for me, it's it's just he's got to get on the ball more, but he, it's what he does on that ball. He's, I think right now he's in a funk, and I think he's trying to yeah. do too much. Absolutely. And it's coming through. And the confidence is not there. Yeah. I think if he starts scoring some goals and he's getting more involved, we'll see a bit of a change. But until <laughs> that, you're gonna we're going to keep seeing the same stuff. Yeah, I think if everyone else continues on the R, like if Flavich keeps it rolling, if, you know, uh, Alcaraz can get introduced more and all of a sudden he can, like, Chiesa can be held forward more mm -hmm. and still fix the left fucking side, yeah, please. you can't keep playing Kostic, man. You it's can't painful. keep doing this. You need somebody that will help him and make that overlapping run. Take one of those the defenders away from him in a double team situation. Help him operate. Mm -hmm. If you do that, I think eventually Chiesa will come good. But right now, he's got to get out of his own fucking head. He's got to man up and he's got to fight through. Yeah. He's got to fight through. Yeah. The rest is just excuses. It's time to uh, get going. But 
it's on Max to figure out the left side because that's been something all season long where the and, left side has just not been balanced. And, so. Well, and, and that goes, everyone's saying Rabiot, like, okay, we know, we know the season he had last year, but he has not been the same player this year. If he's expecting the same kind of money going into this summer, I'm saying you let him walk. I, this is the this is what I I've been know. saying. While I, like I said, I've given Max the criticism on fixing certain things or whatever, but there are also limits that are there with this team. We Alcaraz just came in, mm -hmm. and he's the first guy we have this season that actually is offensive minded, playing out of that midfield. Miretti is, but he's had a million chances. It hasn't happened, right? But in terms of the key guys, they really haven't been, man. They've been nowhere near consistent. Today, Locatelli was brutal. And that's one of our key he guys. Was yeah. He was rough today, man. Especially in the one facet where you can always bank on him, which is defensively. Mm -hmm. He was rough today. Yeah. Kostic, nowhere near what he was last season, Okay. And that's on Max, too. You've got to fix that left side. But the thing is, Weah hasn't been good this year. He Weah hasn't okay been when good. he came in today. I'll give him he credit. Was, he was good today, but he hasn't been like that. No, you know? you're right. Um, as far as uh, McKinney, I would have been using him as right wing back the entire time, trying to figure something out in the midfield. I just think he's better out there. And then you can use Cambiasso on the left, and it helps your left side. Illing Jr. could have gotten more minutes. But these are criticisms of Max. But as mm -hmm. far as the individuals go, the consistency has been nowhere near it from guys that are supposed to be key guys. You know, um, it just hasn't been there. And that's something that's going to make a team struggle. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, look pretty fragile over these past uh, five games. But now today, pulled out a win that simply had to be a win. Okay. Um, in terms of Rabio, we're seeing some comments here. Ra Rabio fundamentally is not a good footballer. Alex Juve, Rabio can leave. Thank you for your service. If he stays good. If he goes good as well. So Alex Juve, indifferent to what's going mm -hmm. on there. For me, <clears throat> I've been saying this, that I think a, te a more technically sound midfielder and no disrespect to McKenney, who's actually busted his ass all year. Two assists again today and stuff. It's not a knock to him or not, but I've always kind of felt. And we got away from it for a while and it was working with Rabio and Locatelli or Rabio and McKenney in there. But at some point, these things kind of catch up to you. You yeah. need a guy that's more technical, that's yeah. more offensive oriented, whatever. We need that. I've been saying we could probably go further if it isn't Rabio. Not to say he doesn't have a place in a midfield because he does. You need guys that are physical, that can win the ball and do that. But he's just not consistent. No. If you had a midfield with one deep-lying, defensive, stout midfielder and you had two guys, two guys, one on either side that were offensively minded, that did that. That's that's a way you shape up a midfield. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Or if you want your two sound kind of defensive guys, then you kind of use your two man pivot base. But even those guys can be technically sound, and then you have your real true offensive minded ahead of them. Right. That's how you kind of build a midfield. When we're too heavy on the robust side, eventually it's going to catch up to you. When you play teams that do what 
What did Frosinone do today? Five, three, two. Yep. Low block there. You need the creativity. You need the spark. You need the energy. So Rabio is a, a decision that for me, I said I went full circle. I could see defending him, having him stay. I've gotten back to the point where I say he can go. Yeah. And I think I'd be fine with it. Are you there? I, I think so. He just hasn't shown enough uh, this season for me to, to warrant that kind of money. It's, yeah. I don't know. Too inconsistent. And we've seen that even before last year. It was always inconsistencies was his was biggest biggest problem. Now he's picking up a lot of injuries, it seems. So, I don't know. I, I think you got to invest elsewhere. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with McKenney. You're absolutely right. You know, it's heart. Yeah. It, it, it's heart, you know. Three lungs, some luck, two assists, uh, not good technique. That's kind of the thing. Um, try to fucking back heel in the middle of uh, us trying to work our way out of the f- uh, our own uh, end there that almost uh, ran roughshod there. So, uh, you know, every now and then you kind of lose it. But uh, we'll see. Jalo, Tiago Jalo presents an interesting uh, player profile for Juventus. A guy that could play anywhere across the back can also play left back, right back. Supposed to be very, very good on the ball. I'd like to see, I hope we see him sooner rather than later. I think he can uh, be something that's very, very interesting for us that should also help everyone down the line. Help the mids, help, and then in turn from helping the mids, you help the forwards having somebody that can distribute and play on the ball the way Jalo did anyways during Lille's uh, great run. So uh, we'll see what happens there, okay? Now, I want to get to uh, something around uh, this team that uh, is kind of going around. And we have we had Mirko on, obviously, yesterday, and he was talking about uh, players and everything like that. We saw Sule against us today and everything. And Mirko Di Natale says that Sule seems distant from Juventus. He can't figure out why. He has no idea why the team is... It feels like all the signs and all the signals from Juventus are distant from Sule. And he can't figure it out why. He believes it's a big, big mistake. Number one, everyone kind of knows where I stand on the Sule thing. I believe it's between Fede and Sule. I believe like one of these guys is going to be around and another won't. Now you were talking about earlier about keeping Chiesa, everything like this and whatnot. If it had to be an op- uh, a situation where you make a decision between those two guys, what decision are you making? I think it, I think it also depends who your coach is coming up next season or or going forward. And you also need to talk to Chiesa. If his plan is or I'll sign a one-year deal and then we'll take it from there, then you might have to move on. You need you need commitment from these guys, whoever it, whoever it is, one of the two. One of them's got to commit. Um, I could see it being more Sule than Chiesa committing long-term. Um, it's tough. I'd like to keep them both to see what they both can do. Then you have Yildiz in there as well. Like You have you need options. If you're going to com- compete on three in three competitions, you need to have options up front. You can't just have three, four guys playing every game. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah saying I'd sell uh, Chiesa and keep Sule. Mark saying Sule was irrelevant today. I believe uh, both players were irrelevant today, yes, so not the yeah. greatest game to pick on, uh, on but, both of them. But 
just to add on to that, like we saw Sule a bit last year. I know it was his first year kind of playing with the big club and everything, but he was not the same player we see or we've seen mostly this season. So do we think under Allegri, he's going to go back to what we saw last year? Playing in a different position, playing under a different club? I don't know. Well, that's my whole thing with Sule in general is I don't buy into these positional things, especially with a guy who is kind of a hybrid offensive player, kind of this half position type player. I didn't see enough with him against like, I didn't see enough from him with us while he was with Mm -hmm. us, you know, Mm -hmm. um, now going off against Frozenone, which I will say four goals are against Cagliari. He's got a bunch of PKs. Okay. Has scored some worldies in there. Okay. Yes. But against top teams, Outside of that Milan game, he's done nothing against, like, top six teams. Nothing. Today, I don't think he was that anything special. No, I agree. So, I just, I have my doubts on Sule. Um, I'm still on the cell. I'm still on the cell. I'm still on the cell wagon with uh, Sule. I'd like to see them both next year. And let them, like, good competition within the squad. You know, whoever's hot gets the start. And you Try know, to battle it out. You, you bring up this thing with who's hot. So this is what's interesting because now Yildiz all of a sudden has been, you know, he came out guns blazing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden media is kind of on like, oh, the struggles are there. And this is something that you can't deny. Chiesa is a more dangerous player, I believe. And the numbers back that, that over the period, even the struggles, everything like Yildiz is not getting over there. Okay. Enough. He's not having as much influence, even in the games when he scored those goals and stuff like that, his touches were low, very, very low. Okay. And we could put that on the team, the ball movement, the midfield, everything like that. But still, if you're not going to have it as an excuse for Fede, you have to treat him on the level as well mm-hmm. if he's going to be playing same position and being his counterpart. And they both play it a little bit differently because Yildiz likes to play more centrally and kind of is more inside, whereas Kiesa really likes to be on that sideline from starting off. Yildiz today did start off from that sideline. He whiffed on one, which should have been a goal. Uh, yield yep. is so he does get into good spots good positions but media starting to say and paint this picture like all oh, yield is struggling and everything like that i have no issues with yield is it's going to take time but it just goes to show you we can't go too high or go too low it's exactly what it should be and that's an 18 year old that needs to be integrated that slowly needs to get in there okay and just continue to grow, okay? But everything stands the same. This is a great comment from Sharia because I want to get to this because he says, our fan base is so reactionary. First sell Vlaovic, then sell Chiesa. They were all good for some part of the season. We should sell players that didn't have an injury and get minutes consistently. Consistently, excuse me. It It's not fully, because fans can be reactionary absolutely that's the nature of the beast 
Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of emotions involved in sports. But Vlaovic, with what was happening in the first half of the season, things change. That's why you you gauge everything as it goes. But there was a point in this season where you would question absolutely if he's worth that money. Mm-hmm. There was a, a point where I had doubts like, oh man, should we actually lean on this guy? Can we go forward? That's a lot of money. And you factor in the financial situation. All these things have to play a part. With Federico Chiesa, it's no different. Now we have gut check time because Lucci pointed it out. If he's only good on a one-year renewal, you have a decision to make there. Mm-hmm. If he goes off on the Euros, some will say, well, that's what we need to get out of him and whatnot. But is it completely hindered based on how we play? Because that was the excuse for Vlaovic. Out of nowhere, he's on 15 goals. So nothing's changed with our system or how we play. Now he's on 15 goals. This is what I've been saying the whole time about this separation between coaching and players isn't as skewed on the gauge as everyone makes it out to be. Because people will have you, the majority will have you believe that coaching, you know, on a full scale of my screen, okay, will go like this. Coaching accounts for this much of it. And this small little section, okay, over here is how much the players actually count for. That's nonsense to me. It's nonsense to me. You need better from these guys. Vlaovic out of nowhere with nothing changing. Formation hasn't changed. Set up nothing. 15 goals out of nowhere. Proving. Okay, making a case for himself why we should bank on him. Has Chiesa made that case? For me, there's still questions there. Vlaovic is answering a lot of questions with the second half so far. Chiesa, I think the questions are there and they're fair, Luch. I, I don't disagree. I do think their situations are a little different, though. Him coming back from that injury, we still haven't seen the player he was pre-injury. Um, and, of course, playing with Ronaldo probably helped him a lot then, uh, you know, compared to now. But you got you got you to talk to him this summer, see what his plans are. And um, if, he, if he doesn't want to commit long-term, then I do think you, you probably do need to move on, unfortunately. I'm a big... I love Chiesa. I'm a big supporter, but... If he's not willing to commit, like we've seen with Rabiot last year, this one-year deal, whatever. Sorry, guys. We need we need players that want to be here and that want to play long-term. Um, this is kind of a, if you want to call it a rebuild or a retool time. So Yeah. The other thing, you know, um, and Forza Juve believes that his mentality is what's keeping him from being that uh, world-class player. It, it, for me, if we're talking about key guys they got to be your key guys right now if we're talking about injury and patience patience is kind of running out of time as well based on the contract scenario so he may not be afforded any more patience and how patient can juventus be and this is where it gets interesting because a lot of people say well you move forward with sule you have yildiz and whatnot I think even as it stands this season, we're tipping the scale on a side that's too young. 
and yes. we still need more balance. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree. And I do, but like Sule and, and Yildiz are very different than what Kiesa offers you. You can I, like you can't really compare them in. Oh, they're just going to replace each other and everything's going to go fine. You don't. You don't know that. Completely different styles and the way they they attack. Yeah. So it's it's a risky game. You're going to put all your faith in Yildiz, who's 19, and Sule, who's I don't know 20, 21, whatever. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs for the next couple that's, of years. If that's, and if that's, that's your plan. what I'm trying to get at is that yeah. the balance has to be looked at as well. So if Chiesa goes, I'm going to need something more than Felipe Anderson. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to want to bank on all these young guys. Yeah. This push for a coaching change and everything, which by the way, Mirko Natale also confirmed, reconfirmed what Nico Skira put out that there have been discussions with Malta. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Your thoughts on it, uh, Lucci and everything, but, and everybody's like, yeah, he's going to work well with the young guys and all this and whatnot. I'm thinking we need to carefully look at how we're going to operate and how much we're going to invest in these young guys because they shouldn't be banked on. Mm-hmm. It's our key guys that have kind of let us down this season, I think, from a consistency point of view. And again, when you have all these guys, Rabio's put in great games. Locatelli's put in solid shifts. Um, you've had, Kostic has had like, I think a couple, okay? You yes, have uh, Vlaovic, who now is firing in the same system. Nothing has changed. For me, confident like consistency is part of being a quality player. It's part of being a key guy. That is not on a coach for players' consistency. The coach, I think for me, lately has blame for our second halves being so flat. And if you're playing a game after the first half, you should have a solid idea in the second half what you want to do to hurt that team based yeah. on what they're doing. I'm yep. not seeing anything from first no half to second half during this five players during this five game stretch. It's been mm-hmm. nothing. It's been worse, I'd say, in the second half. That's on Max. But the players and them, they need to they need to step up and take some of the accountability. How much responsibility do we feel comfortable giving all these young guys? I I'm I'm not ready to see a Juventus that And I think it's going to be rocky. I think it's going to be rocky if all of a sudden we want to keep... We're at an average age now of 26, just right around 27 years, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first number I got was 26.2, which put us at like third youngest team. We're actually mid. I think we're like ninth or 10th as far as how young we are. But if I'm just not ready for that. I think you need ready now players. And yeah. that's what's hurting Juve is because the guys that are supposed to be ready now, right now, have been inconsistent this year. Vlaovic, if you can do it now, nothing has changed. You did it at the start of the year. So did Fede Chiesa. Same system, same setup, everything. They could bring more. I'm just... 
I'm really questioning Juntali. Like, I'm not questioning Juntali, but I have questions about are his targets going to be really geared towards the younger side? And is that the right way to go? Are we giving up on some experience and just going young? Are we ready to like, how long is this build going to take? Are we in year zero? Because if a change comes, we'll get to the possibilities there. But I've been seeing comment, a lot of comments saying we're back to year zero moving forward out of this one. Do you agree with that statement? That next year would be year zero? I mean, wouldn't this be year zero? Like, we, we got so much young talent starting, like, Cambiasso, Gatti, uh, Wea, Gildas, like, all these guys are in their first or second years with the big, with the big, with the big guys. So, yes, a different coach might change that and you're starting all over, but like they will have more experience going into the, the next seasons, I in, in my opinion. And you learn like from these ups and downs we've seen this year, you hope they learn and you know can make adjustments going forward. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think it would be year 0. You got again, you got Dusan who's coming into his prime now. You have maybe Kiesa, Bremer's getting even better this year. We've seen him, you know, uh, it depends if if the midfield ends up taking a complete uh, change over Rabiot leaves. You bring in two, three new players. Of course, there's gonna there's gonna be some growing pains with that as well, like chem- building chemistry within the team and all that stuff. But I, I just I don't think, in my honest opinion, you can keep going with what Allegri's been offering you. I just I haven't seen enough enough growth and enough change over the past few years with him. Yeah, but- I have been fighting the fight that the players share equal amount of responsibility for their individual performances. But I'm at the point where we can't hit a wall every single year. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, with the lack of adjustments, lack of changes, lack of adapting, okay. Fixing a left side that even through the best of times this year has been abysmal and weak, not trying to fix that kind of being status quo these are my criticisms of Max, but ultimately hitting the wall, even if it isn't all on him, which it is not, it can't keep happening. You have to set a standard with the players. As far as accountability goes, you have to set a standard even from that chair. I, I think I think signs are pointing towards a change. Um, Lucci, do you think there's going to be a change this summer? I I think so. I think, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. We saw we came close last summer, so I think now it's I think now it's time. Everybody we just, just needs something different. Yeah, we, we saw the the words of uh Juntali before this game saying that we're we're happy the team has achieved fifty four points together as a unit. We're happy with the coach and he wants to continue with us, but we will discuss it later on this season. For me, you take that with a grain of salt. We all remember the yeah. classic Nedved statements, everything before a game and everything going the complete opposite direction. I'm not taking anything much from that. I actually do believe there will be a change with uh, Juventus this summer. Malta. If it ends up being Malta, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, he's done some great things. That Bologna team is like on paper, they're not half bad. And he's done some good things. I just, it's a risk. Let's not kid anybody. He's never played in Champions League. Uh, Coppa Italia is up in question. How is he going to do with the real pressure at, you know, being at Juve compared to Bologna? It's completely different. Completely different. So, tough to say, but he's, I don't know. I don't know. You're taking a risk. There's question marks there. I always said it was going to be a difficult, difficult decision, but my thing is, if you're going to ask for progress, progress has to be made with our roster too. Yeah. And this is another thing too, like, where 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 did we finish last season? Third, before the points got deducted. Mm-hmm. Weya coming in on twelve million euros is that enough to make the jump from third to winning the Scudetto title? No. Cambiaso, like no disrespect to them, was that enough? Was that enough of a change bringing in Cavilia, Cambiaso, and uh, Weya? For me, that's. Not enough. That's not enough if you want to make such a big jump. Yeah. And again, like, we want to look at these options all over the place, but the roles are fulfilled. The roles are fulfilled. We have had question marks around our roster and what we can do and alternatives the entire way. So whoever comes in, the team has to actually deal with the roster. Mm-hmm. Our midfield, it needs... And to be fair, these were situations that the club had nothing to do with. Pogba and Fajoli. This season, I think we could we would have been better, for sure. Oh, for sure. For more sure we would have been better. Yeah, more, more creativity, more offensive yeah. power in that midfield. Huge, huge difference. So, if we were at a point where we were at say two points away, whatever, but you had that ability, those traits in your midfield, I think it would have helped. I think it would have helped. And I don't care who the coach is. If you have a Pogba or a Fajoli, and it's that or a guy that keeps stumbling with a million chances or two guys that just don't have that profile, I think you're going to see the struggles. That's all I'm saying. But... I agree. Juve's going to be filled with difficult decisions. Midfield list, Mirko Di Natale says we have minimum 10 on our target list going into this summer. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? For me, Samardzic needs to be one of them. Yeah. I will say Samardzic needs to be one of them. I know he's young, uh, 21, and we're talking about the age of this team and everything, but I just see a lot of good out of that guy, and he can he can help us. He can help us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, McKenney's got question marks around him too. Might have some interest. Might have some interest. Weya, Weya's got question marks around him. Uh, the Rabio question marks. Maybe I'll ask you this, Luchi. Mm-hmm. Who's on your top? Because Skanga gave us his uh, two, three weeks ago. Who's on your needs to go list? For Juventus. The goal list. Oof. Well, we're not considering Sandro already, right? Because he's good as gone. Yeah. I would assume. So I'd say Kostic is probably on the top of that list. I'd put Keane in there as well. 
Um, if you can get a decent offer, I'd probably say Weya as well. Make a make a, some money on the books there. I I think he's he's got the pay. I don't know if he's really playing out of position. No one really knows what his best position is, but we just haven't seen him. He's got the pace, but he doesn't do anything else. Um, so those would be three. I'd probably say Meretti goes on loan. Maybe Hans gets sold as well, just to bring in some cash so you can buy a midfielder that's kind of ready and you know can play now. Would be would be my guess. Again, question marks with Chiesa. If he's not willing to renew, I think he he's on your list to go as well. Unfortunately. Interesting. That's my five, six, five, six. That should probably go. There you go. There you go. Gatti first to go. Oh. Uh, it's a little harsh. It's made a We're lot of a lot of growing pains year, with Gatti. But I this think uh, I, I think I'd I'd not sell him. I, I don't think I'd sell him. I don't uh, know if he deserves to necessarily be an automatic starter. I could probably agree with that, but just to yeah. sell him just like that, I'm not I don't think so. Yeah. I agree. We're, we're, Guys, the options, yeah, the options are not there yet. Maybe if Dalo gets going and then he slides it, maybe Gatti needs a bit of a rest. You know, again, it's now, you know, tying in with this because we obviously just played Frozenone, who's got three pieces of our property. Okay. Mm -hmm. Barnechea. If an offer comes in, do you sell Barnechea? What would you like to see done with Barnechea? Everybody in the live chat, what Ooh. do you want to see with Barnechea? It's either going to be him or hands, I think, that goes, no? And that's what I was going to kind of tie into because for me, there are rumors about Juve alone for Hans Nicolucci Cavia. If you're loaning him, you got to make a decision. It's time to shit or get off the pot with Hans Nicolucci Cavia. Yeah. So what what's yeah. your decision if it is between those two guys? Uh, I like what I've seen from Barnechea, but when he was with us last year, I wasn't overly impressed, to be honest. So... But then again, Hans isn't playing at all. So how is he going to get any better if he's not getting any game time? At least Barnache is playing rather consistently. So I'd, yeah, I'd so say... we got a little bit of, uh, you know... So the dad saying sell uh, Barnache. Animesh saying sell Barnache. Okay. Tony Trem saying keep Barnache, sell Hans. I, I, I think I would sell Hans as well. I'm with Tony. Keep Hans... Push Loka more. Bring Barnachea. He could play the uh, Rabio role. Sell Barnachea. Guys, I, I still have a dream. Okay. I have a dream of a 4 2 3 1. Okay. With some proper acquisitions. I've always loved the 4 2 3 1. Yeah. Barnachea can play a two man pivot role. Um, I felt I like I know Lucci saying he didn't really think anything much when he came in and played us those minutes, but I actually thought he was sound. I thought he stepped in and it was like you didn't you would not know that was his like debut type thing and that he was so young or whatever. He just looked calm, he looked poised. He can distribute with both feet, a natural six. Like I'm I'm leaning more towards keeping Barnachea and yeah. Uh, selling hands, but I think it's it's difficult with hands too because I see a lot there as well. But I just think, how many guys can you keep loaning out and doing this? Like ultimately, and we need money. You mm -hmm. gotta make a decision. I think the Barnachea hands one is actually a very difficult decision, 
And I feel like I could, uh, I woke up very early today, obviously, for this match. I feel like I might wake up tomorrow morning and say, no, you know what? I'll sell Barnachea and I'll keep Hans. I think, honestly, it'd be okay either way. I think either way, it'd be okay. Yeah. But yeah. interesting decisions to be made. Kyle George, I know he's your boy. He is my boy. Sell <laughs> Keen, keep Kyle. That's, that's my show. At I least think he's get some money for another another loan, which would make Problem. sense. It yeah, would but make I, sense. We have Keen. He hardly plays. You got you got to get some money off of him. He's just what the hell was the video I just watched of Moise Keen and like playing basketball? Was it a rap video or something? Like I'm like, <sighs> Jesus Christ! He's dribbling a football one second like a trampoline, might I add, and then he's playing basketball. It's rapping. This fucking guy, man. I tell you. I tell you. Frustrating. Priority Frustrating. Straight. Yeah. We'll see. Set. Oh, man. He's uh, your boy Alex Juve going against you there on Kyle saying sell. <laughs> you guys, like the video while you're in here. It's time for Storm the Barn. All your questions, fire them away, all right? And uh, let's get into it. I want to see, uh, Lucci, first off, do you have any questions that you want to uh get addressed something maybe we didn't tackle oh okay i did see this someone put this in there before so with mckenny and rabiot most likely missing next week against napoli who's your starting midfield mckenny and rabiot most likely missing for me the midfield will i i would honestly what I've been trying to fucking do for a while is a two-man pivot, okay? okay. I'd rock hands and Loka as a two-man pivot with Alcaraz ahead. Okay. Okay. I can see that. But I'm not scared, man. I grip it and rip it. So what would you do? I was thinking the same, but I fig I'd just assume he'd play the same 3-5-2 with those three in there and kind of Alcaraz has more time to get yeah. forward, I guess, right? So yeah. similar. Similar, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that midfield, to be honest. But that means automatically Kostic is starting next weekend. Because he's not starting Weya. Yeah. And to be honest, like, Weya's at that point right now where, like, today was a good game, but, like, needs more of that to, yeah. to, to, get, into, to get into that confidence of starting off a game, right? Cambiasso on one side, Weya on the other isn't the end of the world. I just don't but, see him doing it. I agree with you, but I don't see him doing it. No, I don't. I don't see it either. No, just just what I would do. Just what yeah. I would do. We got Storm yeah, the no. Barnes ripping in here. I want to talk about a couple things. So Rabio obviously reached uh, 200 appearances today for the club. Uh, we've got Vlaovic. We talked about Vlaovic. Red hot uh, 2024 calendar year. 15 goals, four assists, 23 matches for Juve. It didn't look like it was going to get to a point like this earlier on in the season and that's what we talk about you know with these guys guys playing into my narrative okay that's because sometimes you got to do that okay Alcaraz I can play in any position to contribute to the team I want to keep playing and accumulate minutes future at Juventus it's still too early to talk about I can play in any position <laughs> to contribute to the team yeah that fuels my position shit is nonsense. Unless you're asking, you know, 
Gatti to go up and play striker, which today looked like he wanted to do uh, for a bunch of times. Um, we're not asking certain guys to play way out of position. Okay. So again, get the job done as a baller. Okay. Lucci, how many positions yeah. have you played Ooh. playing days? Four, five, five yeah. or six anyway. Yeah. Did you ever come off the field in one of your standard ship performances and think <sighs> this is on you to the coach? No. Yeah. You no. just go out there, you ball, you get the job. You done. do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. In most cases, it was me just taking out guys' legs, so it didn't really matter where I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Massimiliano Allegri, the first coach in Serie A history since 1929 30, okay, to reach the milestone of 1,000 points. He's at 1,002. Okay, um, that's crazy. It's actually crazy. Uh, massive, massive milestone there for Max. We all know the situation around it. It's always a media circus around Juventus. It's not going to stop from here on out, but uh, we'll see what happens. I do think whatever happens, I'm going to say this, and it's really going to be par for the course for everybody for the past month. Nobody's really been agreeing with me, and I'm fine with it, but... I'm going to say that I actually think in hindsight, when people look back to this three years and you actually take into account all the context, everything that's going around around the team, I actually think Max was the exact right guy that we needed for this three years. And the reason is, man, how many how many millions were we in debt three years ago? 342 million? Something like that, yep. 342 million in debt. People say no progress in three years. But the thing is, this team lost its entire spine that was remaining from three years ago. There's no team left other than Tech. Mm -hmm. Tech and Pinsolio, pretty much. And Sandro. Uh, outside of that, it's a completely different team. You factor in what happened last year too. All I'm going to say is, I will actually say... Thanks for this three years that I think a lot of other coaches would have said, fuck you, I'm out. True. I, I will say thank you for that. And now if we changes come, like I back Max, I will back the next coach. Of course. Wholeheartedly. Okay. Yep. How was the espresso this morning? Fucking fantastic. Two, <laughs> brother. Two. All right. Two. Top four prediction, guys, besides Inter, of course. Ooh. I still see Juve getting second. I still see second, maybe third. I don't yeah. see us hitting yeah. fourth. I don't see us hitting fourth. Um, so let's start off with Juve. Do we drop down, uh, Lucci, or do you see us holding down uh, second? What do you think? <sighs> uh, that neck that return leg against Milan will be huge I think whenever that is coming I think that we will got decide who's second and third 63 points inter first place two games in hand on Juve we just played our 26 we're at 57 points Milan with one game in hand still to play they're at 52 points Bologna's at 48 points same amount of games as us okay so nine points behind us Atalanta's at 45 they've got two games 
in hand. Okay. And they play today. Yeah, and they're red hot. And that's uh actually uh that's today good, though. They're playing Milan, Milan and Atalanta. That's a big one. That's actually good. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's actually good. And I actually uh who was my pick? Because right now, and again, for anybody that wants uh, an overview on Calcio just in general, Calcio Review Channel, check it out. Show some subs out there. My predictions last week, I was 7 out of 10. This week, I'm 4 out of 5 so far. And I picked Atalanta to beat Milan. Ooh. Who does everybody have winning that game today? Who do you got, Luch, in that one? I'll say a 2-2 a draw. 2-2 draw? Okay. Okay. 2-2 two, two draw. I don't think we're clear for second, though. That's a little... I don't know. I don't know about that one. I think Milan's Juve right there. will be second or third. Second yeah. or third based on what's going on now and what we can do. Second or third, we're okay. Um, Milan will be in there. I actually believe Atalanta... I have my doubts. I like Bologna had a slump there. I feel like they might hit one again. I actually think Atalanta might take the fourth spot. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think Atalanta might do it. Uh, what do we got? Uh, did I pick Leche? Is <laughs> Leche <laughs> against Inter? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge upset coming today. Fuck, Imagine. I would laugh my ass off. Oh you guys would God. appreciate the YouTube short video I'd do if they dropped that one. Now, Vidad, if Alcarez keeps performing, should we go for him in the summer at a different price? 49 million price. pounds? Am I right on that? 49 million pounds? I believe Eesh. so. Yeah, it would have to be crazy performances, Vidad. He, he I, I was impressed with where he was getting into positions and always wanting the ball and getting yeah. forward but he was a little rusty a couple of his passes were definitely not on par yeah um but like you can see the talents there the visions there but i'm not i don't think you can spend 50 on him i mean i, I don't know i i would have to see it against good sides too no disrespect well. to frozenone i want to see him against one of the top 7 you know and see how uh, consistent it is and everything. But in terms of some of the execution, you're bang on right. There were some some problems that were there. Yeah. Okay. Forza Juve says one player you bring in on a free, one player you buy for 34 million, and one player you spend 50 to 70 million on this summer. Do we even uh, have that kind of money? <laughs> Jeez. So... Uh... I don't even know who's available for free. Probably Felipe Anderson. To 70 that we're targeting. I don't like the price tag for him, but I think Coop Miners helps his team out a lot. Let's and put him at a, Let's Both put him them? at a 50. Let's put him at a 50, okay? A player I want on a free is Tony Cruz. 1000%. Okay? 1000%. A player at 30 to 40 mil that I think we could snag? Orsolini. And I would bring in Orsolini. And if you have to say goodbye to somebody, I'd probably look at Orsolini and That's let fair. the right the, the other wing kind of figure itself out. So in but, that case, uh, you bring in Coop Miners instead of Samardich. 
I still want some Arzich. I still, I still both, really though? do. And Cruz, but in that price three? range of fifty to seventy million euros, yeah, I don't think you. I don't think sixty. What was they asking? Sixty, I think. Atalanta 60, was asking. 60? Well, we're hearing fifty to sixty, so he's in that range for Coop. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. He's a top five mid in Syria this season, though. Yeah, and yeah. he carries traits we need is he not an upgrade in the midfield to rabio or mckinney oh yeah absolutely for me he is absolutely at this point we need upgrades like we need upgrades for me yeah. he's an upgrade yeah i wouldn't like the defense should be fine you got houston's coming back uh, uh gonzalez i'm sure he'll go back out on loan but like the defense should be okay your main focus right now i think would be fullbacks in midfield yeah because Costage's got to go. Way of question marks. All that you're left with what McKenny can be asso, and Illing. Will, I don't. Who knows what Illing either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you look at Orsolini's numbers, he's actually pretty consistent year in year out and playing for a pretty dog shit side. They're good now, but they've been dog shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got more contributions per appearances than Chiesa too. Just saying, just saying, don't shoot me. All right. I'm just saying, that's all. I like Orsolini. Um, I'd be curious to see him with the Azzurri. He's got to get the yeah. call, eh, Luch? I, oh, has, has to. Has to. Has, has to. to get the call. You don't have that many options up there anyway. And fuck, if Berardi's still there, I might not even watch a game because I'll go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are we beating Super Atalanta in the Copita? Man, they are on fire, man. Atalanta is absolutely on fire. That would be a hell of a one-off. We've only played them once this season. It was a nil-nil draw, eh? And they yeah. totally outplayed the shit out of us in that we one. Uh, we hung on. That's uh, going to be tough. Uh, but, you know, they'll drop it in the two legs uh, going up to it. So they won't even make it. For us, let's get by Lazio. I just want to get by Lazio, okay? Let's go. And I think we will. I think we will. We, have, sure. to, we have to get this trophy. Have to fight for that, okay? Yes, we do. Have to Absolutely. fight for that. Um, drop the link for the other channel. I'll tell you what. Um, I will. I will drop the link for... Uh, the other channel but i'll do it uh kind of on a post off youtube so just check the post off the channel i'll drop it chiesa looks as depressed as the fans post enter is he powerless to change his fate some fans would indicate that no i he is not powerless it's it's up to him it's it's all perception right as far as us being fans we're not involved in the day-to-day, right? We're not involved in it. We're not involved in it. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know everything. But the perception from the outside looking in is exactly how he he says it, is that it's just he's whining, he's complaining, he's blaming other players for errant passes and stuff like that, but then sales a fucking shot when he's got everybody in the box and they want the cross it's all perception he is not powerless to change his fate just gotta get his shit together yeah like 
I'm not buying the excuse that it's all on a system. That's nonsense to me. It's nonsense to me. You know, if we were asking him to be a striker, like an an all-out target man, if we sent him back as a center back, okay. But I don't know. And this comment here from Alex P has come in to me from so many that it looks like Chiesa is in it for himself. What's funny to this today, if you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed or didn't, when we were pushing for that game winner, Chiesa's out there smashing on the board. He's like smashing on the board and he's, uh, he looked more fucking interested when he put that jacket on. He was one of the first ones in the pile there when uh, Rugani scored, wasn't he? Yeah. It's like, I can't figure this fucking guy out. Yeah. Get your attitude right on the pitch first and foremost. And then we move from there. But it was, it's just bizarre. So that's why I'm not fully on this he's in it for himself thing. I'm more on the he's overthinking everything. And just it's making him look really bad. And he's trying to do too much. But it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Storm the barn. Keep him coming. Um, I saw one and... in here before. Where'd it go? Oh, did I miss one? Cambiasso gets the call for the national team. Oh, where I don't even see that one. Well, it doesn't say Storm in the Barn, that's why, but I was who oh. was it from? Alex? Alex, Alex P? Uve? Oh, no, Alex yes. Uve, right there. Cambiaso, get the national team call. Yeah. 100% for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you need options. Absolutely. Especially if they're looking to change for their, I don't know. Spalletti was saying maybe changing formations, being a little something different. I would hundred percent. Yeah. Now, let's get a, a little read here because uh, I think there are updates. Is there updates coming in here? I think we missed some. I saw. Looks like Rabio and McKenny are both going to be out for a little while, according to Ryan. During the first half, this is coming in from Sky Sport, Allegri was yelling at Chiesa and was unsatisfied with his performance. He even sent Yildiz to warm up during the first half as a message to Fede. Okay. Sky Sport, I think, uh, yeah. Trying to play uh, a little something there. Now, Agresti, so Romeo Agresti, yeah. Dislocation. First phalanx of the right toe for Rabio. And like I thought, I said on the watch along, McKinney dislocated left shoulder. <clears throat> Shitty. Shitty. When it rains, it pours, everybody. A lot of work. A lot of work. Enter Cavilia. Alcarez, keep it rolling. Meretti's yeah. going to have to get He'll used get as minutes. well and step up. But. The profile of your midfield changes drastically now. You know? Um, That robust midfield now is forced out. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But yet another another curveball for Massimiliano Allegri to deal with here. But um, you know what? 
These guys should be getting uh, the minutes anyways. I think Hans should have been getting a little bit more too. So I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. But yeah, McKenny, Rabio out. These 3.30 a.m. games, I'm telling you guys, shit always goes down. And they're grinds. They're always grinds. I've never woken up at that time and watched a game where I was like, okay, awesome. Just smooth sailing, like kick the day out. It feels like there's always grinds and there's always bullshit that comes from it. But there you go. Uh, Rabio, McKenny, injuries. I dislocated my shoulder actually in a game too. That fucking sucked. And then it kept <laughs> happening over and over. I had to get surgery on it. Brutal, man. Brutal. But uh, McKenny, man, he he hammered it through. He did get subbed though. At, I can't remember at which minute though, but he, he gritted. I think it's right after it happened. Was it right after? I think so. I feel like he... Stayed in a couple uh because he made that sliding challenge and then maybe yeah. he went down and then he came off right after. Pretty sure. I felt like it was a little bit after because he stayed in there till the 87th minute. It was that late? Yeah. Oh. He he grit his teeth for a while on it, man. I finished the game, Wes, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> so let's have some fun. We'll keep it rolling here. Who do we need to get to pull the plug? Oh, Alex, come on, man. It's a rough one today for sure. He's good defensively, but I will say he does have to do more influence offensively. I yeah, will say that. He but was not his best today, that's for sure. I, I, not pulling the plug on uh, Loka now. Two-man pivot, you guys will love Loka. Trust me. Trust me. Okay? Yeah. And yes, let's get the likes. Keep the likes firing. Keep the likes firing. Locatelli, I mean, and not to brush this one off quick by any means or anything, but it's just like, on a scale of problems around Juventus, is he really at that height for me? No, based on his performances. Um, We want more. We want more, but it's not to say that what he's doing is bad by any means, right? Like, that's how I feel. Yeah, I agree. You know, He's the Um, one of the least of our issues right now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Ryan asks, who do you think will be the midfield against uh, Napoli? Well, I gave my thoughts on what I would do. Uh, Lucci kind of agreed the yeah, same. I'm We're thinking, you. you know, Hans, Loca, Alcarez. It's probably what I would do. That's what I would do. I wouldn't be surprised by this, though. Cambiasso into a center midfielder role, and that would force Wea to play outside mm. and then Kostic is going to be a lock and I think Kostic is going to be a lock as Kostic long as is the first one on the game sheet I'm telling you yeah and that's a another criticism of Max okay a little too much leash for certain yeah. players in my personal opinion all right now we will take a quick look at uh Gagliari and Napoli are at nil nil halftime okay they brought in uh, the sandwich man there, uh, Calzone, okay? Got themselves a Calzone, a third manager. Um, who was it? Just fired their fourth manager, so Napoli's going to be up again now to tackle there. There was another firing in uh, Serie A, and they're going on their fourth manager. I just saw manager. that. Who was it? I can't remember the team. I'm trying to think here. I, I missed the team. Fourth coaching change, Okay. And, uh, yeah, Napoli's on deck now for another one. But it's Salernitana. 
Salernitana, fourth yeah. manager this season. It was people. So people and yeah, they just fired him like last week. Man, so Salernitana on four, and uh, yeah, Napoli. What a title defense! That's as good as a trophy for me. I think sometimes on its own, just based on that fan reaction last year and the way they were. What a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. Uh, I love it. You know what's the best? I saw a comparison thing from a Napoli fan, okay? And it was picking out of two Napoli players. Iguain got put next to Mertens, and he picked Mertens, and I and I think that's hilarious because we know why they're butthurt about it because he ended up making the right decision and joining Juventus because he wanted to actually fucking win something. And uh, that he did. There's no way anybody chooses Mertens over Gonzalo Higuain. So I love it that they're still butthurt about that one. <laughs> Probably got room for one more. Storm the barn. What about bringing back Barnaché and Sule, offloading Chiesa, Rabio, let Moretti go on loan and letting Loka play more advanced. So you want to offload Chiesa and Rabio. You want to okay. bring back Barnaché and Sule. Like the thing for me is again, is just tipping the scale to the young side. And next year we will be back in champions league. Everybody. Okay. And Felipe Anderson's not going to make that any better. Yeah. So like, you have to make some interesting decisions, but you have to like Barnachea number one could come back in the midfield, but it's not really based off of Rabio. Mm-hmm. Miretti needs a loan. Yeah, for sure. For Barnachea, it's more kind of what happens with Hans, in my opinion. Pogba is going to be done. We know the news around him. It's over. Okay. So, for me, it's Barnachea or Hans. Fajoli's uh-huh. going to be back into the mix. Uh-huh. Pogba's going to be gone. Um, Rabio may be gone, but you need ready now guys. I'm not ready to offload those guys and only look to the young talents. So that's yeah. the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. As far as Loka playing more advanced, there's nothing really stopping them right now. There's nothing really stopping them right now, especially when a team plays like that today. 5-3-2. Swarm them. Push them up forward. Get up there. He did a couple times, but he's fucking trying to hit Gatti on a running behind the defender. I'm like, can anybody else make that run? And it's not uh, Gatti, but Loka was not in form uh, today by any means, so it'll be frustrating. As far as the summer goes, you guys, holy, we got... If that Mirko interview didn't open up some eyes as to how big the question marks are around Juve and what's going to go down, I don't know what will. Like, this summer can take so many weird and wild turns. And the shape of the team could change completely. Yeah. And it's not like we have a lot of money to spend. So You have to have a zero-parameter Mercado. Yeah. So for anybody that needs the explanation on that, pretty straightforward, but just in case, um, yeah, that means you don't spend unless you sell. Yeah. 
And I think Juve is going to be pushing to come out on the forward side of that by selling more and showing more positive against the books rather than negative. So I think we're actually probably going to sell more than we actually spend. That's mm-hmm. going to be very difficult to make a big significant boost to the roster. Yes. So that's something we have to factor in too. We're still not out of the woods going into next year. So expectations, <laughs> all this, we got to see. We got to see where we're at. I got to see this lineup, this team sheet on paper. But on yeah. paper is only half the battle. Half the battle, you know. And for me, this is a question I want to pose to everybody because on paper is one thing. On paper, we have a very expensive squad. Do you think, you know, that these guys individually – based on what they do individually, that we have a roster that's worth the money we pay out? I say no. Just Oof. as far as the individuals go. I don't think our roster is worth the amount of money that we I, actually have on Yeah, it. I would you know? agree. Yeah. That's kind of one thing that should speak to the expectations of what we thought we were going to get. And of course, Cambiaso, Cavilia and way up being the additions of summer you have to look at all these things the coach that comes in next if we if we make a coaching change the expectations it's going to matter about what that team is but on paper is only part of the battle mm-hmm. we still have a lot of work to do the sponsorship there was a question about sponsorship i haven't heard anything as far as sponsors i'm still getting that it's going to be which is interesting because Romeo Agresti said that the Jeep sponsorship we currently have, which is of a value around 45 to 50 million euros, he doesn't think it's going to be that high. He thinks whoever the sponsor comes in, Inter is getting like 25 from Paramount Plus. Um, and he says Juve is not worth that right now. And I'm not sold on that one. That's I'm, crazy. I th- I think that Juve will still work out a very, very solid sponsorship, especially going back to Champions League. And that's going to be the uh, the big ticket thing. So I would, uh, I w- I'm going to wait because the rumors I am getting as far as sponsorship are still big, big, big conglomerates. So let's see. Let's see. Do you have full trust? This is probably last one we'll wrap up on. Do you have full trust in Dushan for the long-term future? Or do you still need to see more? I have a hell of a lot more trust than at the starter. Yep. Where are you at with Luch, uh, with Vlaovic Luch? I've seen a complete change from him from yeah. what we've seen at this time last year, you know, compared to now. Even sometimes beginning of this season, he looked like he was going back into that, how he was last year. But... I don't know what's changed. Maybe it's just a mentality thing. It's, you know, a bit of confidence. I'm sure at, you know, the young age, the confidence goes a long way for a striker when you're scoring. So I definitely have a lot more confidence in him. And I, I you got to keep him at pretty much at all costs if you can. So, yeah, I would like to see it. And it's a tough ask. And now all of a sudden he's got the numbers back in him and he's had a insane 2024. I think he right now he's having the best 2024 calendar year for all top five leagues based on numbers in this calendar year. 
now he's finally showing it. I have way mm-hmm. more trust in him now than I did earlier on in the season. I would still like to see that wage brought down, but now he's got a case to make. To you know? keep it, yeah. Um, but it's it, it, it's tough, you know. It, it's tough when you think about everything. And Alex P making a comment that he's stomping on the uh, weak teams, which he's supposed to, uh, but he needs more from him in the bigger games. But I go back to the same thing. I want to keep it level that I did with Chiesa, and it's our midfield. Our midfield needs to do more. Um, against Inter, that first Did half, have... there was no aggression from our midfield at yeah. all to battle, to win the ball back, to get it out to these guys. Like, it's too passive. It's way too passive out of the midfield. We need, we need uh, some fight out of there, some attitude, some pressure, some aggression to get that ball back sooner. And I think it will help these guys, and especially against the bigger teams, because our midfield gets tra- Sometimes our midfield doesn't influence games against these weak sides like this. Against the good yeah. sides, they can sometimes just fall flat on their face. Against so- that, against Inter, we had that one chance that he that he missed. Literally, I think that was that was it in the whole the whole match. Yeah. So if he's getting more opportunities, maybe maybe that changes, but. You can't ex- listen. Obviously, you want to go one for one, but that's not always the case. Yeah, and usually it's not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Everybody, thank you so much. The watch along was amazing. Um, a lot of people. Uh, obviously, not three thirty a.m. for you guys, but uh, I saw James in there, uh, Reno as well. Thank you guys. Uh, the live watch along was amazing. Thank you for the post match pod, Lucci. Always a pleasure. It's been too long, man. I can't even remember the last time you were on here. It's been a while, buddy. It's been a while. Glad to be get, back. Gets himself a woman and forgets about all of us. Just like that. <laughs> Just I could like never that. forget about you guys. All right. All right. Well, let's get you back more often. You guys, always an absolute pr- pleasure. We got the job done. It wasn't pretty, but hey, who three, gives three a points. shit when you're on a run like that? Three points is all that counts. Desperately needed it. Now we got more stuff to deal with, okay? McKenny, Rabio, let's see what Mad Max is going to cook up next, all right? And we're going to be with you. Napoli. The whole, yeah. Hey, fuck, if you want to talk win. about receipts that Napoli has on me, whoo, I tell you. <laughs> shit. I don't know if it's as many as I have on them, but still, don't let me down, Juve. We got to win that one, okay? And uh, we just got to win out, really. We got to stay strong, finish strong. Coppa Italia, though, for me, you put everything you have into Coppa Italia. Let's get that trophy, okay? But for now, got the job done against Frozenone. We'll have you with the daily news updates and everything in the buildup to that Napoli game. Let's see what Mad Max cooks up. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, all right? Wish you guys nothing but the best during the week. And we'll talk to you all real soon. As always, no matter what's going down, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao tutti. Take care. Yeah.